The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller-Howard. On today's show, we bring you a conversation with the Meyer Memorial Trust Building Community Portfolio Director, Danish Madora. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio today by the Building Community Portfolio Director at Meyer Memorial Trust. This is a this is a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Donesh Mandora, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. Good to be here. Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Let's start talking about what well, here, here's here's how I see the, the conversation going. We're going to talk about Meyer. Uh, Memorial Trust. Then we're going to talk about the building community program there, and finally we'll talk some about you. So we're sort of circling in. As, yeah. Is that all right? Talking about me is probably the most important part. So yeah, <laughs> we'll save it for last. Going. Then yeah. that's the dessert. Yeah. So, oh, you've been at Meyer Memorial Trust for three years now, which is long enough to no longer be a rookie, but not necessarily a, a, a veteran. Uh, what has surprised you most about Meyer Memorial Trust? Hmm. Yeah, interesting question. I think the uh, vantage point is really interesting. We get to see the nonprofit sector from a place that uh, allows us to look across the state as a statewide funder, um, see what's working in different corners among different organizations. You know, the nonprofit sector is incredibly diffuse, right? When you talk about the nonprofit sector, it's like saying science. It, it could mean any number of things. And so we get this window into this incredibly uh, diverse and, and rich tapestry of organizations. And how much, I mean, that, that's an interesting uh, relationship that you have to have, that Meyer Memorial has with the nonprofit sector in that there's, there must be a certain dance. How much are you, do you feel like Meyer is trying to lead uh, what's going on with nonprofits and how much are you following what's going on? How much inspiration does Meyer take from the applications it receives for grants or from the organizations it interacts with? I, it, I like the question because it, it's, it makes me think of uh, so many conversations that we have within the organization. And I think it's a little bit of both. Um, ideally, there's a, a bit of a balance uh, Meyer is an organization with a mission that it's trying to advance. And so we have a set of goals, a set of outcomes that we're trying to realize. Our board says, tell us what progress you're making. What impact are you creating out there? So we have to be mindful of that, and we have to lead with that. So equity, for example, is is where we're hanging our hat in, in a lot of ways. Um, at the same time, we know that there's a great deal of wisdom out there in the field and in all corners of the state. So we have to have our antenna tuned enough to what's going on out there so we can understand and learn over time. Um, and, then, and, and ideally, it's a little bit um, of a dynamic relationship where 
we get information, we provide information, and, and, and the sum total is greater than the individual part. And, 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 and I want to roll back a little bit. And he said, Myers hanging its hat on equity. Can you, can you explain what, what does equity mean to Meyer? Yeah. So equity about, let's see, three, four years ago, Meyer did sort of a, a reframing of its um, focus and decided that equity would, would in many ways be our North Star. So focusing on equity um, is something that exists in all our program areas, not just building community, which I represent. So in many ways, equity starts with the simple idea that uh, all people don't uh, begin at the same starting place in life, um, and that through uh, a deliberate and intentional process, we can try and level the playing field. So our interest is particularly in those that are most marginalized in our communities, and um you know, oftentimes that means people of color, LGBT populations, um, seniors, people with disabilities. So those that, that tend to have um, historic marginalization or current marginalization. And 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 um, where where does that three four years into Myers' uh, new initiative? Yeah. Uh, where are you finding the most, where's Meyer finding the most success? I mean, is that through uh, educational programs? Uh, is that through younger age? Is that, um, d- does equity still apply or can be successful uh, in, in programs that are working, organizations that are working with older people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a big question mm-hmm. and a complicated answer. Um, I think the, again, going back to the fact that the nonprofit sector is so broad and so diffuse, it's hard to pick any one area like education. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what we're finding is that if organizations are um, interested or able to make equity a strategic priority in their work, they can advance it. Um, and, and one of the big lessons that we've learned and where we do see some traction is where organizations have a blend of um, focus on the internal side of the organization as well as in their programming or services. In other words, they find a way to operationalize or embed equity into the, the DNA, so to speak, of the organization. Those organizations tend to make more progress in their programmatic work. So they're thinking about how they... Um, uh, carry themselves in the world, how they um, are able to uh, have relationships with communities that might be new to them, how they um, might look at policies or procedures that help put checks and balances in place to keep them on track with their equity goals. You know, and I'm not sure how much uh, you can share about a specific organization, but uh, is there one that maybe at first blush uh, you did not expect Meyer would support, or that it would it would fall within those those definitions of of advancing equity, but they they convinced you, uh, and and or their cause convinced you. Is there is there an example you can talk about in that in that regard? Yeah, you know, there's so many groups. Um, 
and it's still early in the day, so it, it might take me a minute or two. But, you know, one example, I don't know that they that it was a hard sell or that they had to convince us, but one organization is Community Vision, which works with people with disability. And um, recently we've awarded a grant for them to take their DEI work further and so help them think about how they would operationalize that within um, the sort of internal side of their work. So that might be an example. Um, you know, the August Wilson Red Door Project um, is uh, has been a grantee in the past, and, and they are taking their work further while they've done a lot of work in their performances and, and on the program side. They're also looking internally. So there's there's many examples um, to, to choose from. You know, this last cycle we had... Uh, 350 groups apply. Uh, we had $37 million worth of requests for about uh, $7 million to grant out just in the building community program area. And so, you know, in that mix of organizations, uh, there were many outstanding groups. Um, so it's a, it's a little tricky to pick one, and I'll probably get in trouble for picking just a couple, and, and somebody will yell at me later about that. Fair enough, and 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 so let's let's shift gears a little bit then and start talking more specifically about the building community portfolio, uh, for which you're 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 the director. Building community, that's that's uh, that's a loose word. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with community. Um, how how are you, how is Meyer defining that? How are you defining that? Yeah, I'll put out a disclaimer first of all and say that we the the term building community is is tricky for us and we struggle with this and we're we're continuing to refine this. So so a lot of what I want to talk about and, and in some ways this this conversation is really helpful to to try and clarify this in a way that we haven't. Um, when we think about community, then to get to your question, we're thinking about geographic locations certainly. So it might be. Uh, you know, a Curry Coast community, or it might be uh, something in the Wallawas, or it might be here in Portland. But it can also be a group of people that come together and identify with each other or have some affinity to each other. So, so it's purposely broad, um, and that means that we end up working with just a, a wide variety of folks. I'm going to just switch a little bit as well. So, so uh, are you from Oregon originally? I'm from Montana originally. My family's from India, and I grew up in Montana. I mean, it must be – your work must give you such a perspective on uh, what is going on in the state. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine that, uh, you know, maybe, you know, not growing up in Oregon, this has been a, a learning experience about where Curry County is and mm -hmm. where the Wallawas are and, mm -hmm. and what's happening in Medford, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that, that has to be both fun and daunting, yeah, it is. It is fun and daunting. I think that's a good way to put it. That might be our like hashtag fun and daunting. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and to be clear, I've been in Oregon for a long time. I I did my undergraduate education here, and um, after a little bit of time in the Bay Area, came back. Um, yeah, I, I think one one thing that we try hard to do, and I, and I hope we get there most of the time, is is um, engage with the field with a degree of humility and understand that we don't understand what the reality is like on the ground from a distance. And it's only through trust building and through relationships that we're going to get there. 
So whether it's, um, you know, a trip that I took earlier this year down to uh, Brookings to uh, work with the community radio program, uh, Curry Coast Community Radio, or, um, you know, uh, earlier trips to other parts of the state, um, it's it's only after we have a degree of face time and relationship that we get a, a real sense for uh, what the work looks like. And, and even then, um, I think we have to be honest that there is a power dynamic difference here. When a funder shows up uh, and, and says, tell me, tell me what's ailing you or what, what are the challenges in your work? Folks are a little hesitant uh, that, you know, we are in a position to provide financial support or connections and and that can be kind of a challenging relationship when you enter in uh, with that difference. So so it's it's something that we try and mitigate, but I don't think we eliminate altogether. Yeah, I, I would think that there could be a propensity of a uh, potential grantee to be trying to tell you what they think you want to hear. Yeah, right. And that, and that that has to be uh, difficult then on the dialogue. Yeah. How do you get yeah. past that? Yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, I've been in, in this role for, for three years, but I've been working in the nonprofit sector for almost 25. And so I worked in small nonprofits for many years. I was on the other side of the table many times. Um, and, and for much of that time, I also served as a consultant to nonprofits, helping them sort of build their organizational strength, and particularly in the social justice arena. Um, so, I mean, I have some some connection to that, um, and and I don't know that, um, like I said, you can eliminate that dynamic altogether, um, but but hopefully you can minimize it, and um, yeah, I think sometimes groups are um, are prone to kind of put on their Sunday suit, so to speak, and and represent everything that's working really well. Um, and I think part of our job is to do a form of due diligence, so to speak, and, and talk with people that are in the organization, but also folks that are around the organization. Uh, one of the areas of emphasis that we've, we've tried to highlight recently is the uh, importance of constituent voice or the ultimate beneficiaries of an organization. So we ask these questions very directly is to what extent do the people that you seek to serve or are currently serve uh, influence the work that you're doing? And sometimes that can give us a good sense for whether or not they're making progress or that they're making progress in the way that they uh, are hoping to. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times when it comes for time for reporting, the uh, you know, the basic question that we're really interested in, in learning is, is or hearing about is what did you learn? You know, what worked, what didn't, what did you learn? Um, we make better decisions when folks can be um, upfront with us and transparent. So th this is obviously more than just writing a check. This is more than writing a check. Yeah. Dunesh Medora is the uh, Building Community Portfolio Director at Meyer Memorial Trust, and you brought in a couple of songs. Let's start with one of them. Let's start with uh, Bob Marley's Three Little Birds. And I chose this because uh, my daughter, who just turned five, is obsessed with this song. She loves this song. The other day she actually woke up singing this song. 
sometimes that happens before 6 a.m., but it's still a lovely sound to wake up to. Um, and it's also a song that, truthfully, like when, when things feel overwhelming, um, uh, this is one of those songs I can kind of go back to, and it, it kind of helps calm me. Well, uh, with, with that in mind, let's take a listen. That was, of course, Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. This is Phil Bussey. It's the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm joined in the studio by Donesh Medora, who is Building Community Portfolio Director at Meyer Memorial Trust. We're, we're, we've, we've been talking about uh, what Meyer does, what Meyer looks for, what they do in terms of building, uh, building community. How much are you looking at the track record of an organization and how much are you considering its potential? Yeah, well, I don't know if I could give you like a, a percentage, uh, but but it definitely is uh, a bit of both. Um, 
Meyer supports a lot of brand new organizations. Maybe just to put that out. And and track record is not a luxury that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's an idea. And maybe there's some inkling that this thing could take off. So so track record is definitely important. Um, we, you know, we've supported organizations that have been around for over 100 years as well. Um, so it, it really kind of depends, which is the, the most common answer I give to all questions is it depends um, on the particulars of, of who they are and what they're trying to do. I'll give you one specific example. Um, a great deal of our work supports coalitions and collaborations, and particularly when you're trying to address systems change or um, impact policy, coalitions come together. And we just had our election, and there are a number of groups that came together to work in tandem to try and affect change in some way. These are, uh, in a sense, efforts that have never existed before. The individual organizations may have, but that collective effort has not. And so we try to... um, uh, assess whether or not there's both the the capacity uh, to carry out what they're stating, uh, their their intended goals, um, and if there's you know if there are some clues from the past that are applicable moving forward, that's great. But it's it's not necessarily something we're looking at all the time. And then what what becomes Meyer's role when you're talking about uh, 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 collaboration in, in, in that, and, and correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, but I would see Meyer is uh, funding the individual organizations. And now in a, in a collaboration, you're talking about a, a bundle of them. Mm-hmm. So what becomes Meyer's role? Are you setting up venues? Are you setting up platforms for those organizations to come together? Are you choosing one within that coalition to to fund and to support so they, they can help lead that? Uh, it, it seems like that could be a uh, more dynamic, if not more tricky relationship to have. Yeah, in most cases, when we're we're talking about uh, coalition, there's a lead. Uh, there's one organization that takes responsibility for um, administering the grant, uh, following through on the objectives, um, and in some cases, there might even be like a fiscal sponsor relationship where where somebody is in a sense serving as the fiscal and legal home for the effort. So we have a like a, a point of connection. But our role varies uh, in different collaborations. In some cases, we get more involved. Uh, in other cases, we're pretty hands-off. Um, I think, uh, you know, sometimes organizations ask us to ask us to be involved, and, and we do so if we think we can add value and, truthfully, if we feel like we have the staff capacity. Um, so, uh, you know, I think in most cases the, the coalitions um, – have to, even if they're brand new, have to have some sense for how they're going to be organized, how they will carry out their work. Um, so that's back to your previous question, more about the plans and the anticipated change that they have outlined. I want, I want to hover on the word community building for, uh, for a bit longer. I, sorry, building community. Yeah. Uh, it's not a static term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just talked a, a bit about some of the trends in terms of seeing uh, community building, building community, uh, in terms of building coalitions. What what other trends are you seeing in community building? You know, I, I might answer it a little bit differently and Certainly. say that, you know, part of what, what we're seeing um, is that in this current political climate, 
there's a lot of interest in um, systems change, systems level change. Uh, I had one year on the job pre-Trump, and then I've been on the job, you know, two years since the election, and and things changed. You know, a lot of these issues were there before Trump, but but the urgency and the anxiety um, has created sort of a different reality. So uh, both Meyer, back to a, a point you were uh, raising earlier, is is trying to both lead and then take cues from the field in terms of systems change and really try and address the root causes or underlying issues that create the need for a service or a program. Um, and and that systems level change is, is likely to continue to be a big focus for us moving forward. Why did, why did you get into this type of work? Yeah, good question. You know, I always worked for nonprofits. My... Um, uh, Folks were, uh, you know, very motivated to uh, help others in a variety of different ways. And I think that is where the original seeds came from. Uh, you know, my family kind of in, in some ways lived between India and the United States. And when you see uh, significant disparities, you have to ask questions even as a kid. And, and all that um, sort of fueled my interest in this. And so... Um, you know, I, I think it it just is a uh, type of work that gives me a lot of energy. So so somewhat selfishly, it's just something that I enjoy. Um, most of my career has not been in philanthropy. It's been working on the ground with um, mostly grassroots organizations. And I love the um, uh, sort of uh, creative process and, and the resiliency that exists in nonprofits. And, um, you know, in many ways, nonprofits are doing the work that nobody else will do. Um, with government devolution that's happened over a period of decades, really, and we're talking like 40, 50 years, uh, nonprofits are often left to uh, figure it out. Um, and anything that I can do or I feel like organizations I'm part of can do to support them um, feels like good work. Yeah, I mean, you spent 25 years working primarily with uh, small community-based and social justice nonprofits. Are you more uh, optimistic or pessimistic than when you started? Yeah. Well, this is an interesting week to ask that question, right? We're just a few days outside of the election. I I think a little bit of both. I I have great faith in the um, incredible uh, heart and and brain power that exists in the nonprofit sector. Uh, at the same time, I am very concerned with how. Um, Hatred has taken root in our country, um, both locally and nationally. I'm, I'm very concerned with how, how hate has been emboldened in some way. Um, and that makes me pessimistic. Again, back to the fact that I have a young daughter. I often think about, um, you know, she'll be in the class of, of, 2032, which just kind of blows my mind, right? The high school graduating class of 2032. And I often think, well, what's the world going to look like by the time uh, she gets to be 20, 30 years old? Um, you know, what will be 
uh, the barriers and challenges for her generation. Um, and I, I think the rise of white nationalism uh, uh, worries me both as a person of color, but just as a citizen. Um, I, I think we're on a slippery slope and that does make me pessimistic. So I think unless we bring an urgency to that, um, it's going to come back to bite us for generations. I think those are, uh, that's a good uh, reminder and calling for us to wrap up our conversation on uh, Dinesh Mandora is Building Community Portfolio Director for Meyer Memorial Trust. Do you have one more song for us to write out on? I do. And uh, this is so Creedence Clearwater Revival. This is uh, Fortunate Son. And it somehow the lyrics to me always speak to, you know, be authentic, you know, be your true self, your whole self. Um, and it's just a really good tune, you know. It's a great song. It is a great song. Uh, this has been Phil Bussey on the Nonprofit Happy Hour. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp that holds to a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, and ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.